Leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. This is what we will do if God permits it. I want to talk to you for a little while today from just a simple thought of spiritual insights that change everything. Spiritual insights that change everything. God bless you. You may be seated. This is a portion of Scripture that if you were in our recent Membership 101 class, we highlight this verse in one of the lessons. And in fact, we use a a different translation here, and I'm going to give you quickly a uh, kind of an alternate translation of this first verse that we find in Hebrews 6, 1. And I want to be clear here that, that what Paul, I think Paul was the writer of Hebrews, so I, I use his name. It, he isn't, he isn't um, in any way attached to it like he is in some of the other books, and a lot of people debate who they think the author was. I, I particularly think that it was Paul who wrote this, but whether he wrote it or not, Uh, I don't think it's uh, something that will keep you out of heaven knowing if he was the actual person uh, that penned it or not. But this is, this. the Scripture said in verse 1, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. In another translation, we have it saying, let us go on, let us move on to spiritual maturity. Let us grow in to maturity in the Spirit. He said here, on to perfection. But I want to be clear that the writer wasn't belittling the necessity of foundational truths, and nor am I belittling those things today by saying let's go on to perfection or let's go on to spiritual maturity. We're just saying that Uh, The writer is prompting those that hear his words to desire something more. He's prompting us, encouraging us to pursue something more. He wants us not to be satisfied where we are, but to chase after something greater. Go on, he said, to perfection or move on into spiritual maturity. Now, my message, and when I, when I talk about that, I, I want to just put it into perspective today. My message, not just what I'm preaching today, but something that has identified my life throughout the ministry that God has called me into. My message has always been about and has much to do with change. Uh, If you've sat here long or you know much about me or you've heard me preach a few times, then you know most of the time I am going to be encouraging people to change. I'm going to be pushing people to grow. 
Do what you can to move forward in your walk with God. I want you to change in a productive way. I'm not the type of preacher or minister that is comfortable with us just staying where we are. I'm all about... Some people, their message is about faith. Some people, their message is about miracles. Some people, their message is about the supernatural. Some people, their message is about prophecy. There there are many, many things that define preachers when you hear them. I hope you know that my message is about change. It's about growth. It's about obtaining, getting to the place that God wants you and I to get to. This is what I constantly come back to. I remember early on in ministry being frustrated when I observed the people of various churches. I observed that, uh, at least to me, it seemed that Uh, everyone was on the same page. Everybody just uh, were at the same place. And as a young preacher, I was frustrated with that. Uh, It was as though they had grown so far in their walk with God and they stopped right there feeling that they had arrived. I've arrived. I've, I've obtained a certain level of knowledge, whether that be doctrinal knowledge or truths of the Scripture, and, and I feel accomplished. I feel okay. I've grown here, and uh, honestly, it kind of, at least to me, the best way that I could describe it in those days, it was just like a cookie a cookie cutter experience. Everybody was the same. Everybody was at the same place. Everybody performed at the same level. Everybody did the same thing. And and there was no variety. There was no someone a few steps down the road and someone else a few steps behind. But, But it was just cookie cutter. That frustrated me in the church 30 years ago when I started into ministry. I I, I observed in the churches that I was familiar with that people had grown to a certain place and then just stopped feeling as though they arrived and that's all I need to know and I'm comfortable right here. I don't know if it was from that observation that I felt compelled to challenge that. I don't know if it was God that dropped it into my spirit or mind or, or if it's just the way He wired me, but, but I wasn't comfortable with that because I, I, I laid that against the model that we have in the Scripture and I find that, that Peter, the one that the Lord chose, was nothing like his brother Andrew. And Andrew was nothing nothing like Thomas, and Thomas was nothing like Matthew, and Matthew was nothing like... When I looked at the landscape of the disciples and then into the New Testament church... People were different. People came from different backgrounds. They came with different personalities, with different ideas, and somehow God meshed them all together, and in their uniqueness, they turned the world upside down. And so it challenged me. It challenged me not to just be like everybody else, not to just live this life like everybody else, to not just preach like everybody else or tried to follow the pattern that someone else had set that was accepted, but to be who God called me to be and to arrive at the place that God wanted me to arrive at. 
And so all through these years, three decades later, I feel compelled to challenge people to go on, move on, grow into, mature, get where God wants you to go. Don't be satisfied to stay where you are. Amen. I have for many years ministered to people from various cultures and mindsets and backgrounds and ethnicities and religious perspectives and there's no way that I could go back and give you every story of the varied testimonies and lives of people that God has put into my life. And I have diligently, diligently worked to inspire people no matter where they come from, what their level of understanding of the things of God. I have diligently worked to try and push people forward in their walk with God. Don't be satisfied to stay where you are. Don't just say, I've known this for X amount of days, weeks, months, or years, and think that God is okay with that. He wants us to continue to grow. He wants us to continue to prosper. He wants us to continue to move toward Him. And so this is, this is what it is all about. Going on. Somebody shout, going on. Going on. going on into all that God has for us is the objective, at least in my opinion, it is the objective in all of this living for Him. All of this living for Him is about going on into all that He has determined for my life. I would hate to think that that we arrive at uh, uh, the throne of the Lord. We walk through pearly gates. We get into eternity in a place that we call heaven. We arrive there and somehow are able to look back or we are given insight into the things that, that we missed out on, the things that we didn't arrive at, the things that we just kind of fell short. I would hate to think that I get there and look back and realize I had not made it into all that God had for me. I want to get a hold of it all. I want to obtain it all. I want to seize it all. And I want to encourage you to do that. God has it planned for your life. Amen. Here's the thing, as pastor today of this church, I cannot do it for you. I can't obtain those things for you that God has. Your spouse cannot do it for you. Your closest friends cannot do it for you. The people that you are connected with cannot do it for you. You have to rise up and take charge of this area of your life for yourself. If you get there or not, it will solely be upon your shoulders. I can't do it for you. As pastor, I'll encourage you. I'll inspire you. I'll promote you. I'll try to direct you. I'll do what I can to say, this is the way, walk in it. But if you choose to do that or not, I can't make that decision for you. I can't go home with you and walk that road. I have to walk it for myself, my own life, where I am. So today will be no different. And I'm just determined to help somebody take the next step in faith that God has for you. 
I want you to call on that faith that God has instilled in you and embrace a brand new place, a brand new dimension, a brand new level. Call it what you want. If if we could pull a scripture out, there is a scripture that says, deep calls unto deep. If you don't hear my voice, hear the voice of the deep. Amen. Hear the call of the deep saying, wait out. Come on out a little bit deeper. You're not where you need to be yet. Let deep things call you to that. Don't stay in the shallow waters. Don't stay in the weak relationship. Don't stay in the place that's not bringing you change. Walk out there. Get beyond the ankle deep. Get beyond the knee deep. Get beyond the waist deep water. The prophet said, I saw a river coming out of the house of God. I saw it flowing out from under the door. It wasn't just ankle deep. It wasn't just knee or thigh or waist deep. But he said it was waters to swim in. That's what I feel in the spirit that God is calling people out to a deeper place. Out where it's over your head. Out where you can't just put a toe in and then still feel comfortable about where you are. But you have to go on. You have to go on into something where God is in charge of that place. Where God is at work in your life in that moment. Not where you can handle it all. But that place where you have to have Him. You need His presence. His power. His strength. His direction. His comfort in your life. Not long ago I was reading, I read actually a statement read something that was stated by Rick Warren, who pastors a large church on the West Coast. He stated something that resonated with me. And it's, it's been with me for a while. And honestly, I've been waiting for a moment to share it with you because it's something that has been in my spirit recently. And so I thought that today would be a good day to kind of uh, uh, incorporate this into the message that I was preaching. He said, God lets you pick how long or how tough your journey to spiritual maturity will take. God lets you pick. God lets you decide how long your tough journey to spiritual maturity will take. Come on, let it set with you for a moment. The length, he said, will depend on two things. Number one, how quickly you obey Him. And number two, how deeply you trust Him when it doesn't make sense. See, God's going to let you decide how long this tough journey to spiritual maturity will take. You can prolong it if you want to, being hesitant in the area of obedience. You can prolong it instead of embracing times that you don't understand. Trust Him anyway. If you doubt or question Him or or, or resist what He's doing, that, that journey to spiritual maturity will take even longer. The writer said, and I pulled this verse out to just share with you today, that we have to go on. Leave the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Let us go on to spiritual maturity or perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works 
works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptism and of the laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. Here is what he was saying is we can get so caught up on a few things that we've learned. We can get so caught up on a few revelations that have come. We can get so caught up on foundational things that we stay there for years, year after year after year. All we can talk about is the foundation. All we can talk about is the beginning stages. And we should be way down the road moving on into other things, but we're comfortable to camp out around these same few issues, same few necessities, same few foundational things. Having built different times on different occasions, homes and things of that nature, I can promise you that the foundational part is necessary. It is absolutely necessary. Getting it right is important, but you cannot just keep working on the foundation. You cannot just go to the job site and walk around day after day saying, look at that foundation. And then before long you can say, man, isn't that an awesome house? People say, I don't see a house there. Isn't that an incredible structure? Man, this is awesome. I've been working on this. I've been in this. I've been in the way 50 years. Look at that. People people observe our life and say, there's no house there. There's no structure there. There's no building there. There's a foundation there. I applaud you for your foundation, but you just spent 50 years talking about something that was just the beginning of what was going to be greater if you moved on to framing some walls, setting up scaffolding, hanging drywall, doing all the things of finished work, and then moving in. If you, you can't just live on a foundation. Please hear me today. There are a lot of people that I've encountered in my life who were trying to inspire the world and convince the world that what they have is incredible because they live simply on a foundation. And they wonder why nobody's impressed with their life. And they wonder why nobody wants to follow them in leading for the, living for the Lord. They wonder why they can't be a, a, a conversion expert. Why they're never, there's no one sitting near them. They can't go back and mark one person that they've led to the Lord. Because most people are sensible enough to know that you just don't go out there and live on the foundation. You have to build the structure around it. And when people drive by, they're like, wow, what a place. I want to move in there. I can tell you the story of of a church that sold their property, sold their building, sold everything that they had. They were making a major move and going to another piece of land. And and, uh, they had funds. They started to work. And they laid the foundation for the church, the new edifice they were going to build. And they were renting back from the church that they had sold their building to. And and all of a sudden, they have a foundation. They have everything ready to go. And things in their church went crazy. Financially, they started suffering. They made unwise decisions. And long story short is they had to literally hire dozers 
land graders, foundational work, individuals to go out to their new property and cover up the foundation that they had spent hundreds of thousands of dollars putting in. And they had to appeal to the people that bought their previous building to buy their building back and move into their old building. God help us not to ever allow ourselves individually to get in a situation like that where there's nothing but a foundation. He said, go on, grow up, move on, go to perfection, build the walls, take the next step, let spiritual maturity happen in your life. The foundation is necessary, but there is more to this than just camping out on your foundation. Well, I came to an apostolic Pentecostal church and I found out about this, that, and the other. And those three things are all some people ever talk about because they've never moved on. They've never allowed spiritual maturity to happen in their lives. I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. I'm not belittling the importance of the foundation. I'm only saying that God wants you and I to keep moving forward. He wants us to gain spiritual insight that changes everything. The spiritual insight that I hope that you receive today is this. As I read to you a few moments ago, first and foremost is you have to decide. You have to choose. You have to Make up your mind to obey Him no matter what He's asking. If you're going to grow, if you're going to mature, if you're going to get where God wants you to go, the first thing that all of us have to do is learn to say yes to Him no matter what He's asking of our life. No matter what He's asking of my family. No matter what step He wants me to take next. And here's the beauty of it all. What He asked of Ben today, He might not be asking of Tony today. But what he asked of Tony today, he may not be asking of Morgan today. And what he's asking of Morgan today, he may not be asking of Pastor today. We're all at a different place. But what's important is that every one of us are taking the step that God has for us right now. No matter where we are, no matter how long we've been around, I have to get to the place of just being obedient. If I, if I refuse to do that, then my journey to spiritual maturity will take even longer. The sooner I learn to just say yes. Yes to His plan. And then, secondly, coming to the place that I can trust Him, I can truly trust Him, deeply trust Him when it doesn't make sense. When you're saying, He's asking of my life this, but He isn't asking them, and they're not doing that, and here I am 
Don't worry about where everybody else is. This is the frustration with me that sometimes we think if everybody's on the same page, at the same place spiritually, then God's applauding the church and applauding the pastor. No, there are people that have just come that have only been here a short time. There are other people that have been here for a while. If you've been here for a while and it appears that you just got here, there may be a problem. And the problem could be that you're not obeying what He's calling you into. Or maybe you want to obey, but you're not sure if you can trust Him because it isn't something that's comfortable for you. I don't know if I really like that. I don't know if I really agree with that. I I don't know. If God is calling you out, trust Him. No matter how difficult it may be. No ma- God will never ask you to give something up that He will not replace it with something greater. You just have to say yes to the next step. Yes to the next place. Yes in faith. I want to encourage your faith today. Take the next step. Because what God has designed for you and what God has purposed for you is greater than anything you have held on to or experienced in your past. He's bringing you to greater things. Notice what what the writer said, at least from the King James perspective. He was saying that you can have all the foundational things and here's here's the rub with a lot of folks. They think because they have the foundational things, they're perfect. And everybody else is lacking. We're perfect. We've arrived. Get to where we are and everything's going to be great. And he said, if all you have is the foundational things, you haven't moved to perfection yet. So quit talking yourself into believing that you're better than everybody else. He said, go on to perfection, not you're perfect, don't have to do anymore. You got the one, two, three step down. You're good. I'm happy with you. You embrace that truth. God doesn't look at it that way. He's saying, go on, mature, head to perfection. I'm going to keep working on you. I'm going to keep adjusting your life. I'm going to add some things and take some things away. And when I get through with you, this is what the Bible says. When we see Him, we shall be like Him. I'm not enough like Him right now. So He has to keep working on me. He has to keep bringing me to maturity. He has to keep adjusting my life, removing things and adding things. And that is a process. Somebody shout, God, give me spiritual insight. Give me spiritual insight. Help me to obey. Help me to trust no matter what you are asking of my life. And so, as pastor here and shepherd of this particular house, I see a great need in the overwhelming majority of our congregations to mature spiritually. I'm challenging you to mature spiritually. I'm challenging you to grow up in the Spirit. I'm challenging you to say yes to the Lord no matter what He's doing to you or doing through you or doing with you. He wants you to mature. Grow. Get to the next place. Don't don't be satisfied where you are right now. Let me move on here. This will take place 
This growth will take place often in the seen and the unseen realms of our life. And it will happen respectively. You'll grow in areas that nobody can see. And most of the time, that's where the growth will begin. But before long, it will be evident. It will be recognizable. Because it will not just be in the unseen areas. It will also be in the areas that are observed. A lot of people use the verse as a crutch to say, God looks at the heart. In other words, don't worry about me. I may not be setting the greatest example, may not be doing everything I should be doing, but as long as God sees my heart, He's okay with it. And they use that as an excuse not to grow spiritually. As long as they say that they're saying, you can't see it, but I know it and God knows it. I'm gro- I'm, I, I am amazing in the unseen area. I'm so spiritual in the unseen area, it would shock you. I walk on water in the Spirit. I raise the dead in the Spirit. I do all kinds of stuff that would blow your mind, but I'm just trying to live in this flesh. Nobody's going to see all that side of it. The same, the same text tells us that man looks at the outward. So if you're going to convince anybody that something's going on inside that only God can see, you're going to have to model it outwardly so the people that you're supposed to be a testimony and a light and a witness to, they should be able to recognize it. They're not going to see your heart. They're not going to see what's inside. But they will hear and observe what's coming out of your mouth. The actions that you're taking. The attitude that you have. The disposition that you're comfortable to live in. They see that. And the Bible said that they will see our good works, not our good heart, not our well-meaning ideas, but they will see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. If you want someone to turn to Him, to glorify Him, and your life be the motivation for that, then you can't always just say it's happening in the unseen, but the outside doesn't matter. It does matter. Spiritual maturity happens inwardly and outwardly. And most of the time it happens simultaneously. That while he's working inside, you're making decisions to change outside. That's where obedience comes in. That's where trust comes in. You mean you're asking me to give that up? You mean you're asking me to walk away from that? You mean you're asking... Yes, he is. How long do you want to be on this journey of spiritual maturity? If you want to mature, learn to say yes. Learn to say absolutely. I trust you. You know what's next for me. You know what's best for my life. Spiritual insight will change, dramatically change everything about your life. You'll notice it. Other people will notice it. There will be recognition there. And this growth that I'm talking about doesn't escape. It doesn't escape the knowledge of all who are involved in that process. We know quickly if we're being obedient to Him or not. We know quickly if we're pleasing Him or not. We don't have to have anybody else tell us. We may not admit it, but we know because we have that check in our spirit. 
We have that hesitation in our mind. We have that dream, that word, that conversation that just settles in and nobody knows, but you know. It's like a dagger straight into your heart. You know, I know, we know. Have I just been at this place for a while? Am I just content for a while? Am I just satisfied here? Or am I saying yes to the next step in God? Yes to the next place that He is trying to lead me to. And so we get so accustomed to... to, uh, Him doing everything for us. We want God to do it. We want God to take care of it. God to work it out. God to fix it. God to turn it around. God to just answer everything that we neglect to do our part. Well, God's going to do it. God's going to take care of it. God's going to answer it. God's going to work it out. God's going to fix it. And He's saying, I've done my part. When are you going to do your part? Because if you'll do your part, things will change in a hurry. If you'll do your part, I've already said it. I've already destined it. I've already worked it out. Are you going to say yes to that plan? Are you going to trust me that I know what's best for your life? And everybody say, yes, I trust him. Amen. It's interesting to me how this word connects with last week's message. And my response to all of this is is that this is true. This part isn't based. On Him, it's based on us. I I responded to Rick and I said to him, so true. This whole thing is not at this place about Him doing anything else. It's all about what I'm going to do. It's all about what you are going to do. Because God has already done His part. What are you going to do to say yes? What are you going to do to trust Him and refuse to let anything bog down your mind? Amen. God wants to work on your behalf, but maybe He's just waiting on you to step up and do your part. Step up and do what only you can do. Now, there's a whole lot of other things that I could get to, but I'm going to kind of cut to the chase here and, uh, and bring it home. Some of the things that, that maybe we are aspiring to Could be because you saw a whole group of people up here that have been through Membership 101. Things that we taught and things that I communicated there and things that Matt covered there. There were things that no doubt challenged people here. There were things that you said, you know what, I've got that, I'm doing that, I'm okay there. But you know what, I'm not sure about that area, I haven't taken that step yet. You know what, that's a good thing. Here's what happens when you're, when you're exposed to the next step. This, 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 this class is, when you look across here, it's evident that there are people in our church who want to change. There are people in our church who want to grow. There are people who are connected with vertical who are saying, I don't want to stay where I am. I want to grow in the Spirit. I want to grow with this body. I want to grow in what the Lord is doing in the church right now. And so I would say, grow in truth. Grow in faithfulness, grow in holiness, grow in involvement, grow in evangelism, grow and stand against divisions, grow in areas that would easily tear you down, pull you away, discourage you. You may not have all of those things down, but don't just stay where you are. Get to the next level. Take the next step. Grow. Nobody here is going to hold a gun to your head. Nobody's going to force you into it. Nobody's going to 
to judge you on the journey. But what we're going to do is tell you, you don't know what you're missing. Take the next step because it only gets greater. Take the next step because it's only getting better with every commitment and every step of obedience and every step of saying, I trust you, God. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. If you'll take those steps, it will amaze you in just a short amount of time how quickly God will revolutionize your life. It's up to you and what you will do with it. Let's stand together.